We are Emily and Blair and welcome to Elevating Business, the podcast which focuses in on all things around starting a business online, growing that business and doing so in a way that is healthy and enjoyable to you, the business owner. Before we dive in, be sure to visit our website at emilyandblair.com, which you can use to work your way through starting a business online, step by step, and it's completely free. Hi, and welcome to episode 85. I'm going to start in this episode by giving you some tips and tricks for managing your time effectively over Christmas. Then Blair is going to look at the basics of starting online. Sounds good. So tips and tricks for managing your time effectively over Christmas. We all find the run up to Christmas probably quite stressful in managing work and social life. Uh, There's often a lot going on. So how do we manage that time and not get stressed and actually enjoy it, which, you know, we're supposed to do? Because it is only one day, Christmas (laughs) day. It is only one day. (laughs) And everyone gets so wound up just for this one day. Yeah. But I think the main tips I would give you really is to be organized. I think that's key. And just really plan ahead of time. So what I would start by doing is if you aren't self-employed and you're working for somebody, um, submit your holiday and flexi working requests over December early because if you're working with a team of people they're all going to be wanting probably very similar days off as you are so get those requests in um, as soon as you can and if you're working for yourself that's managing that time yourself and putting it in your calendar as to when you're going to uh, have time off Put in there as well, not just work commitments, but also put in your personal commitments. When are you going to do your shopping? When are you going to go to plays on activities if you've got children? It's important to get those in the diary early as well because that sort of thing, like doing your Christmas shopping, you don't necessarily really want to be doing it on Christmas Eve. Once you've planned the longer term, sort of the month of December, you then need to look back at maybe planning your weekly tasks and your debt then even shorter term your daily tasks and working back and putting those things in order of how important they are and it's important to not overcommit yourself to things there might be lots of social events going on pick the ones that are most relevant for you to go to you can't necessarily go to them all and if you give polite responses to why you can't go people will understand so just do what you can do and what's going to be work best for you. I'd have a balance, if I was you, between uh, work events and social events. You want to be doing a bit of both. Um, also, what actually I find re- um, really key is starting the day a little bit earlier. We all check our emails and have probably half an hour in the morning responding to emails before we get stuck into work. Well, to relieve a little bit of stress um, leading up to Christmas, which is what I've started doing, is actually getting up half an hour earlier, getting myself a coffee, getting stuck into replying to any emails. Blair's been doing the same. And that's actually reduced a little bit of stress on the day because we then take the dog for a walk. And then when we get back, we're straight into work rather than having that first hour of checking and replying to emails. And actually, it's meant that we've been a lot more productive in the day. And finally... Finish the day being organized. Don't leave things going over to the next day because that increases your to-do list for the next day and that then creates stress. So always try to tie up loose ends in the day, even if it's just washing your mug and tidying your desk and making sure it's just ready for the next day. It really is amazing how much that can help. Mm, Yeah, well, that's good. We need to probably work on the tidying of the desk thing, but uh, we're getting there, aren't we, with our pre-Christmas ritual? Yeah. 
All right, no, that's good tips. And so I'm going to just run through my topic, which is basically we've done a lot of discussions in our podcast so far around the finer details of online businesses and starting them. But we haven't actually sort of talked about right at the beginning of a brand new online business and what you do if you don't know the absolute basics. So one of our audience, Adam, asked for this. So we're going to touch on this today. So that's what this episode is going to be based on. So if you're already an experienced online seller, then maybe this one is uh, is not for you. Uh, so you can skip forward to the next episode. But if you're starting out fresh, keep on listening. If you're brand new to this whole online business, then you know you might want to be moving away from working for someone. Uh, you know you want to own your own business. You want to have the freedoms that um, you don't get with a nine to five job. And it's this time of the year sometimes that people look to do a change for next year because they've had a big busy year and these last two years with the whole pandemic have been you know extra stressful on on businesses and on employees and i know there's a lot of people thinking about changing their direction so this is probably a good time of year to be sort of thinking about that if you are okay so one the first thing is to note there's you know there's many different methods of doing a business online and so before you choose what business to do, it's, not, it's important to note that it's not only about the business model that you're going to follow, but it's actually about the product or the offering. And that dictates a lot of the decision making around the business model. So before you start, I would look at the product you're going to sell, because really you need to start off by doing a bit of a brainstorm, you know, around that product or offering, because it's got to, it should really be something you're interested in. Or something you have experience or skills in. The reason for this is because you'll find when you put that product or offer together, it's going to be a lot easier because you already know a lot about it and therefore you'll be offering a lot stronger product in the end. You can basically know how to present it as a really quality offering and, and that's important because there's so much com competition online now that you need to be presenting something which is a really valuable offer and I'm not talking about value as in money I'm talking about value as in it's going to help your customer okay so an example of this is fishing supplies you know if you're already into fishing then you know what the good products are you know what the bad products are you know what advice to give to other fishers um, you know and you know what pain points they have and, and possible solutions to those so that will give you a massive head start in business and it's probably the biggest advice I could give someone who's just starting out. So another good reason why it's uh, good to focus on something you've experienced or interest in because basically you're going to be more connected to it and you'll be more committed to it as you would compared to selling something that you've basically got no interest in. So, for example, I've got no interest in car tyres. So I would find owning an online car tyre business very boring and probably lose interest in it quite quickly. Whereas me, I'm, I'm into my fishing. So if I started a little fishing business, I would be passionate about it. I know a fair bit about it. And so I could offer advice. And everything's just so much easier when you know something or you're experienced in it. So what I would do is you know, do this brainstorm, write down all of the things that you've an interest in or have an experience in, and then make a short list of the ideas that you think could be worth pursuing. From here, it's a bit of a crossover between research and a business model choice. So pretty much what you want to do is the best you can, the idea, you've got to make sure that the idea you choose has legs in terms of it's going to have enough interest out there to create sales and effectively create a um, 
a profitable business. So we've done a few episodes on research, on product research, and we've got some good content on our website, emilyandblair.com, for this. So we're not going to go into any more detail around the research side of things, but we'll include some of those links in the show notes. And likewise, with the business models, we've got podcast episodes on these, and again, we'll put some show notes in there for you. So refer to those if you want to look at more in-depth research and business models. But basically, the end result is you want to do the research to ensure there's enough demand for the niche, you know, of those two or three items on your shortlist of of products or offerings. So I'd almost recommend setting up a spreadsheet when you're doing your research and put those, you know, three or four items on there and then do your research on each one and you can record the statistics on each one as, as you sort of go through your research. So those sorts of things would be how much potential traffic would you get with that certain product? You know, how competitive is the market for that product? Um, how broad is the offering or could the offering be? So, for example, fishing lures. You know, if, you, if you're looking at fishing lures, how broad is that market if you wanted to expand it later on to, say, fishing flies or uh, fishing reels or fishing rods or other fishing equipment? So, you know, you want to make sure that you're not just dealing with the here and now. You want to be able to look to the future And there is the ability to grow that business if you want to. Basically, what you're doing is recording all of those statistics. And that will allow you to have a look at that spreadsheet and make an easy comparison of all the choices and allow you to choose the best one that has got the best sort of research results. So as part of that research, you also need to start thinking about the business models that your offering could fit into. So... An example of this, again, if you're into fishing lures, then, you know, because it's a physical product, the business models that are probably suited to that are going to be either e-commerce or Amazon FBA. So whereas if you're offering, say, written information about fishing, then the business models available are more likely to be, say, a content website or a digital product or a blog. So what I'm explaining is the different business models fit with the different product offerings. So it's a matter of mixing all these together and finding the right combination for the product, the business model based off the research. You know, it's important to read up on all the different business models and find the one that's going to suit your personality. It's going to suit you, your lifestyle and your business goals. Okay, so... If you're, for example, if you're an introvert and you don't like being on camera, then choosing YouTube as your business model probably isn't going to be the best idea. To wrap all this up, you want to try and get an offer idea firmed up and have a business model chosen to launch it on. If you can get to this stage, then you've done great. And basically the next steps are well documented in our step-by-step resource website at emilyandblair.com. So if you're starting out, Take the next week to work through brainstorming your ideas and look to research them on their marketability and then look to lock down a business model so you're going to be able to get that idea to the market. So that's the key things for the next week is your little job to do is is go through those and come up with an idea that you know know, is well researched and is attached to a business model that you you can run with. So hopefully that's helped you out sort of for those that are really fresh and really just don't know how to start and what to do. There's a bit of an idea there. Again, we'll put some notes in the, sh- in the show notes for you. Um, and yeah, if you've got any questions or comments, please feel free to contact us. 
um, all our contact forms are on our website and you can talk directly to us and we will respond. So, so that's all we've got time for in episode 85. We will see you in the next one. Any links and resources mentioned in this episode can be found in the show notes. And remember that our website is a huge resource of free step-by-step guides for starting a business online and working through the journey. If you like what you're hearing, then please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend.